This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. the night. 
he bids me go through the voice of woe his voice to me is calling and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joy we share as we God sent his son, they called him Jesus, he came to love, heal and forgive, he lived and died to buy my pardon, an empty grave is there to prove my Savior because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future. And life is worth the living just because he Because I know he holds the 
Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Our God has done this, and we are amazed. This is the day that God has made. We will rejoice and be glad. Well, welcome, good neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish Worship Service, sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tague. Thanks today to Jim Haugrud and Debbie Tague, our musicians, Steve Helling, our reader and provider of the children's message, and our recording engineer who keeps us on task is Isaac Christensen. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio 93.1 FM and its live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www. Dot nuicparish.org. We want to thank WPCA Radio for this broadcast. Well, the Easter season is culminating today, and uh, so we'll be going back to our jam uh, meal at uh, 5.30 on the 12th at Deronda Lutheran. And uh, we'd love to have the young people uh, keep growing that group. It's a great, great time. We also uh, will be worshiping next Sunday at uh, Little Falls. And we'd love to have you join us at 930. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. I should also mention on April 23rd, we are having at Deronda Lutheran after our worship, um, a person from the Synod staff to come and help us think through what our future is to look like and what our mission, how we could best serve our community and the mission that we are called to have. So you would all be welcome to that also. We will be having communion this uh, morning, so you may want to get uh, wine or grape juice and bread, and then have a candle or a cross and make a small worship space to enhance your at-home worship experience. Also, you may want to have a Bible or Bibles uh, for the kids. As we begin our worship, it is a desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the Spirit of God and presence and begin with the invocation. Dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God, we worship together with God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit, our breath of life. I'd like to continue with our confession of sin and the proclamation of forgiveness. 
we confess our sins before God and one another. God of resurrection, you have redeemed us through the gift of your son. Yet we often act as though we don't know what that means. We fail to see where we need to change and where we need to work to bring positive change to the world. We remain fixated on ourselves rather than living in love and service for others. Forgive us our sins of thought, word, and action or lack of action that we might better do your will. For I proclaim to you, Christ is risen indeed and proclaims to you and all of creation that in the entire forgiveness of sin, receive this gift of forgiveness with joy. Amen. We'd like to welcome our choir to uh, do our gathering hymn today and another song later on.
Why do you look for the living among the dead? Jesus is not here. He is risen. Go, tell the others to meet him in Galilee. We are filled with fear and with great joy. Still not quite sure what exactly has happened. But look, there he is, Jesus in the flesh. Greetings, he says, his voice like a balm. We fall at his feet, overcome with awe and gratitude. Do not be afraid, he tells us, but share the good news. How can we help but proclaim it to all? Jesus Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. We'll continue with the prayer of the day. God of new life, the empty tomb shouts your love to all of creation. May we with the women go forth in joy, proclaiming your good news to all people for the sake of our risen Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now I encourage you to share the sign of peace. Bless yourself or someone worshiping with you today by beginning with a touch on the forehead and using the Trinity formula. Be blessed or I am blessed in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. At this time, we turn to the Holy Scriptures and we ask Steve Helling to come and share them with you and the children's sermon. The first reading is from Matthew 28, verses 1 through 10. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord, descending from heaven, came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised. And he said, Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Good morning, young neighbors. I hope you're doing well. Have you been playing outside? Finally, I think we're gonna get spring. It's finally getting warmer, and I'm looking forward to seeing the grass getting green and the trees getting buds, and all the plants will start growing again. They will all know spring is coming. We are celebrating one of the most important days in the Christian life. What is it? That's right, it's Easter. Now, is it about the Easter bunny and finding candy? No, what is it about? Our Lord Jesus Christ rose from the dead after being crucified on the cross. He died for our sins, so we are forgiven. That is why you see the cross on all the churches when you drive through towns. The cross reminds us that Jesus loved us so much, he died for us. And the best part is he came back to life. So let's talk about something that can remind us about that. Every winter, many plants die or lose all their leaves and can be buried in the snow. Then every spring, the snow melts. It gets warmer, 
and the plants start to grow again. They come back to life. It's a great reminder of what Jesus did as well. Now here's another reminder. Do you have an Easter lily at your house? If not, look for them at the church. They represent Christ's resurrection, new birth, and new life. The delicate white blooms can be viewed as pure, innocent, and untainted by the world. Jesus was pure and perfect. He gave us the example of how to live a Christian life. But he and God also know that we can't be perfect, and that's okay. We are loved no matter what. This is why Jesus died for our sins. I got another thing for you to think about. Do you remember the verse John 3.16? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. But you know what? There's more. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn it, but to save the world through him. Remember, God and Jesus love you very much, and they want the best for you. And one more thing to think about. Are we supposed to keep what we know about Jesus and what he did for us a secret? No, there will be times in our life when opportunities arise to share that with others. Don't worry, you will know in your heart when it is time to share. The world can be a crazy place. People are looking for good in it, and we have something that is wonderful to share. So let's bow our heads and fold our hands for a short prayer. Dear God and Jesus, Thank you for loving us no matter what. At Easter, we remember that Jesus died for our sins so we can be forgiven. Help us to grow our faith as we grow older and be able to share with others when the time is right. In your name we pray, amen. For God so loved the world, he gave his only son to die on Calvary's tree From sin to set me free Someday he's coming back What glory that will be Wonderful his love for me The second reading is from Psalm 118, verses 19 through 24. Open to me the gates of righteousness, that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord, the righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad in it. Here ends the second reading. And now the words of my mouth and meditation of our hearts. Be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. He is risen, and then we hear that response, he is risen indeed. 
But in some ways, I, I, I've been thinking this year, I'd like to have he is risen, and then just have the response be a loud yes. Because all the promises of the Old Testament and all the prophecies find their yes in Jesus Christ. And the resurrection is the culmination of that. And for that, we are excited. So when somebody says he is risen, we will shout with a loud yes. Yes, he is indeed. The other thing that I saw in this uh, passage today that I hadn't probably put together as well as I should have, but again, Mary and Mary had just been through the most traumatic experience of their lives, watching their beloved Lord and friend be crucified. Then when they approached the tomb, they were faced with guards, an earthquake, an angel of the Lord in an empty tomb. All of this would bring a wide range of emotions, I would assume, and that would be difficult for anyone to process. But from this, there came this fear and great joy. What aren't those two interesting responses, but they are very much kind of what happens. We see it when the angels appear to the shepherds, we see it at different times whenever the Lord shows up, there is fear, and then there is joy. And then we hear those words that Jesus again says to them, be not afraid, as the angels did to the shepherds. Jesus is risen with fear and great joy. Mary and Mary ran to tell the disciples what they had experienced. If we could kind of capture that in our own lives on this day, to have an understanding of the fear that must have come in knowing that someone has risen from the dead to bring us life. That we don't look for Jesus amongst the dead, but we look for him amongst the living. And there is great joy. There is hope. And for that, we are grateful. I want to share a story that I've shared with the church before and we did it as a skit for Lutheran Youth Encounter back in the day, and we've done it at camp. But when I read it again and again, it becomes more and more precious. Walt Wangeren is the author and who made this, and he was a, a writer in a Lutheran church, and he was, had a delightful surprise in a lot of his writings. But this is the one he was probably most famous for, and it's one that I think is worth repeating every Easter. I saw a strange sight. I stumbled upon a story most strange, like nothing my life, my street sense, my sly tongue had ever prepared me for. Hush, child, hush. Now and I will tell it to you. Even before the dawn on one Friday morning, I noticed a young man, handsome and strong, walking the alleys of our city. He was pulling an old cart with clothes behind, both bright and new. And he was calling in a clear tenor voice, rags. Ah, oh, the air was foul and the first light filthy to be crossed by such sweet music. Rags, new rags for old, I take your tired rags, rags. Now this is a wonder, I thought to myself, for the man stood six feet four and his arms were like tree limbs, 
hard and muscular, and his eyes flashed intelligence. Could he find no better job than this, to be a ragman in the inner city? So I followed him. My curiosity drove me, and I wasn't disappointed. Soon the ragman saw a woman sitting on her back porch. She was sobbing into a handkerchief, sighing, and shedding a thousand tears. Her knees and elbows made a sad X. Her shoulders shook. Her heart was breaking. The ragman stopped his cart. Quietly, he walked to the woman, stepping around tin cans, dead toys, and pampers. Give me your rag, he said so gently, and I'll give you another. He slipped the handkerchief from her eyes. She looked up, and he laid across her palm a linen cloth so clean and new that it shined. She blinked from the gift to the giver. Then as he began to pull his cart again, the ragman did a strange thing. He put her stained handkerchief on his own face, and then he began to weep and to sob as grievously as she had done, his shoulders shaking. Yet she was left without a tear. This is a wonder, I breathed to myself, and I followed the sobbing ragman like a child who cannot turn away from mystery. Rags, rags, new rags for old. In a little while, when the sky showed gray behind the rooftops and I could see the shredded curtains hanging out black windows, the ragman came upon a girl whose head was wrapped in a bandage, whose eyes were empty, blood soaked, blood soaked her bandage. A single line of blood ran down her cheek. Now the tall ragman looked upon this child with pity and he drew a lovely yellow bonnet from his cart. Give me your rag, he said, tracing his own line on her cheek, and I'll give you mine. The child could only gaze at him while he loosened the bandage, removed it, and tied it to his own head. The bonnet he set on hers, and I gasped at what I saw, for with the bandage went the wound. Against the brow it ran a darker, more substantial blood, his own. Rags! Rags, I take old rags, cried the sobbing, bleeding, strong, intelligent ragman. The sun hurt both the sky now in my eyes, and the ragman seemed more and more to hurry. Are you going to work, he asked the man who leaned against the telephone pole. The man shook his head. The ragman pressed him. Do you, do you have a job? Are you crazy, sneered the other. He pulled away from the pole, revealing a right sleeve of his jacket, flat, the cuff stuffed into the pocket. He had no arm. So, said the ragman, give me your jacket and I'll give you mine. Such quiet authority in his voice. The one-armed man took off his jacket, so did the ragman, and I trembled at what I saw for the ragman's arm stayed in its sleeve, and when the other put it on, he had two good arms, thick as tree limbs, but the ragman had only one. Go to work, he said. And after that, he found a drunk lying unconscious beneath an army blanket, an old man hunched, wizened, and sick. He took the blanket and wrapped around himself, but for the drunk, he left new clothes. 
And now I had to run to keep up with the ragman, though he was weeping uncontrollably and bleeding freely at the forehead, pulling his cart with one arm, stumbling and falling again and again, exhausted, old, old and sick. Yet he went on with terrible speed. On spider's legs, he skittered through the alleys of the city, this mile and the next, until he came to, his limit, to its limits, and then he rushed beyond. I wept to see the change in this man. I hurt to see his sorrows, and yet I needed to see where he was going in such haste, perhaps to know what drove him so. The little old ragman. He came to a landfill. He came to the garbage pits. And then I wanted to help him in what he did, but I hung back, hiding. He climbed a hill. With tormented labor, he cleared a little space on that hill. Then he sighed. He lay down. He pillowed his head on a, on a handkerchief and a jacket. He covered his bones with an army blanket, and he died. Oh, how I cried to witness that death. I slumped in a junk car and wailed and mourned as one who has, has no hope. Because I had come to love the ragman, every other face had faded in the wonders of this man, and I cherished him, but he died. I sobbed myself to sleep. I did not know, how could I know, that I slept through Friday night and Saturday, and it's night too. But then on Sunday morning, I was awakened by a violence, light, pure, hard, demanding light, slammed against my sour face. And I blinked, and I looked, and I saw the last and the first wonder of all. There was the ragman folding the blanket most carefully, a scar on his forehead, but alive, and besides that, healthy. There was no sign of sorrow nor of age, and all the rags that he had gathered shined for cleanliness. Well, then I lowered my head, and trembling for all that I had seen, I myself walked up to the ragman. I told him my name was Shane, for I was a sorry figure next to him. Then I took off my clothes in that place and I said to him with dear yearning in my voice, dress me. He dressed me. My Lord, he put new rags on me and I am a wonder beside him. The ragman, the ragman, the Christ. Such is our life. To live on this side of the resurrection to know that Jesus took all our sorrow, all our sin upon himself. And he puts new clothes on us that we can live righteous lives, that we can be righteous before God, pure, holy, full of light, and a chance to invite others to hear this glorious message, he is risen. He is risen indeed. He is risen for you. He is risen for me. All the promises are found in Christ. May Christ be your joy today. Amen.
I serve a risen Savior, He's in the world today. I know that He is living, whatever men may say. I see His hand of mercy, I hear His voice of cheer. And just the time I need Him, He's always near. He lives, He lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. In all the world around me, I see his love and care. And though my heart grows weary, I never will despair. I know that he is leading through all the stormy blast. The day of his appearing will come at last. He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. Rejoice, rejoice, O Christian, lift up your voice and sing. Eternal hallelujahs to Jesus Christ the King. The hope of all who seek him, the help of all who find. None other is so loving, so good and kind. He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives, he lives within my heart. Let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. He is risen. He is risen indeed.
Standing in awe of your unfathomable grace, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. Alleluia! Christ is risen. With grateful praise, we lift our voices in song to you. We celebrate the coming of your reign of justice and peace, in which all people belong to you, and all are our brothers and sisters. God of life, you hear our prayer. The oceans roar and the skies thunder in celebration of the risen Savior. Teach us to nurture all that you have created so that everything might join in praising you. God of life, you hear our prayer. Breathe new life into those weary from the work of serving in positions of leadership. Give them hope in you that they might strive to bring your justice and mercy to all. God of life, you hear our prayer. Send your healing rain upon all who suffer in body, mind, or spirit, especially Becky Anderson, Kelsey Zamuda, Joyce Anderson, Jim Wade, Randy Goglin, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Helen Erickson, Shirley Lenz, Julie Dubois, Rachel Seacrest, Scott Morgan, Arlene Johnson, Matt Crera, Ida Martinson, Jean Hoisington, Lee and Maury Nicholson, Helen Jorgensen, Ron Wilson, and Dave Christensen. And please give peace to the families of Bruce Elmer and Kay Sigsworth. Help us to remember them in prayer as we go about our busy lives. God of life, you hear our prayer. Bring this world closer to you, Heavenly Father. Let all your children be at peace and show us how to live and love in you. God of life, you hear our prayer. We lift up all the saints who have gone before us, whose lives of faith have been an inspiration. As we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, make us sure of the resurrection of all people, that we might one day see all your saints face to face. God of life, you hear our prayer. Confident in the promise of the resurrection, we lift all these prayers to you, saving God. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors. Let us continue with the offering prayer. With gratitude and boundless joy, we offer our gifts to you, O God. Use them for the sake of your good work in the world, that all might know and celebrate your incredible love. 
We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're going to celebrate communion. What a joy it is to go from Thursday night through Good Friday and here on Easter. The risen Lord meets us, offers himself in the, his body and his blood through the bread and through the wine. So when the church celebrates Holy Communion, we gather with all saints from every time and place to hear again the story of God's power and the love shown to us through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, This is my body, broken for you. Do this as often as you eat it in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the wine, gave thanks, and gave it to all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. We would usually say the Lord's Prayer here, but we'll have the choir sing a version of the Lord's Prayer. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Take the bread or wafer, and as you eat it, hear the promise from Jesus, the body of Christ broken for you. Take the wine or grape juice 
And as you drink it, hear this promise from Jesus, the blood of Christ shed for you. And now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you a favor and grant you peace. Amen. Again, he is risen. He is risen indeed.
glory.